Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Football. My name is Mark. And I'm Biz. And we are incredibly tired this week. <laughs> um, and the reason why we're tired is because last night we were not in Seattle, we were not at Thanksgiving, we were not any of that stuff. We were at the Monday night football game, uh, the Seahawks at Washington. If you've seen that game, you know that the Seahawks played <laughs> poorly and that the Washington football team played, I would say for the most part, good. 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 Above average. Above average, I would say. Their defense was much better than I think uh, they had shown uh, in the earlier part of the season, although no, now they're on a three-game winning streak. Yeah. So that's fun there. But before we talk too much about that, I do want to give a shout-out to Friday Night Punks. Now, if you're not familiar with NFTs, it's a digital token uh, that... There are either a limited quantity of, or there is a lot of quantity of, but you can buy into them. They have some value. They can go up, they can go down. You usually buy them with cryptocurrency. Shout out to our buddy, Jerry. Yeah, who turned us we on had on the guest yeah. a couple of weeks ago. A few, a few weeks, weeks ago. ago, yeah. Friday Night Punks is an NFT that you can find on OpenSea, which is an app for NFTs marketplace. And it's digital pixel sprites of NFL players. Yeah. So you can go out there and get the limited versions of Russell Wilson. You can get the limited versions of DK Metcalf. I don't know anybody else you would want. Uh, but Of course, no. They're the only two, I believe. They're the they're only two that matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's been a little bit of traction on this recently. I believe that Von Miller purchased his own digital version of himself, which yeah. was pretty, pretty fun to see there. But if you're interested in NFTs or cryptocurrency, give Friday Night Punks a checkout. Uh, they they seem to be pretty cool. And if you have any Ethereum lying, lying around, that that's how you purchase them. Anyway. The future is crypto. Future is crypto. So yeah, back to our Monday night experience. Biz, this was your first NFL game, wasn't it? It was indeed. How do you think I've, about that? <laughs> I've lived in this country for over 14 years, and it was my first NFL experience. Um, I'm really glad I went. It was, it was a... It was a wonderful experience to be there live. Um, you you do realise when you when you see the whole field how much more you can you can see what, what yeah. in terms of seeing players that are open that you don't see on TV um, and and seeing you know someone that was open and the quarterback didn't pass to them and things like that and the and different it, angles that you're the different seeing. Angles, we were yeah. in the uh, I want to say like visitor side left uh, yeah. close to the corner great seats to be able to see the whole field but you get a different angle than if you were to look at it from the sideline so being able to see a different type of space and understand oh wait i'm looking at it from tv and i would have yelled at that but i completely see where the safety was on this play and exactly. why he didn't throw there yeah. but you also see wide open shots why you get frustrated at yes. some quarterbacks You're like why did, why did he, he throw he there it? yeah so but it was great i was you know there was a lot of blue and green there were a lot of seattle fans there i mean Seahawks fans we do travel. Live, yeah we do live in a, a transient city so there, there were a lot of visitors you know fans in the visitor area um so which made a really good atmosphere i thought it was a great atmosphere really glad i went <laughs> for, for, for people listening I, I should say that we left before Russell Wilson's magic right at the end, um, which in some ways was, was probably a good thing that we that we weren't there because it ended up in disappointment. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson uh, led another Russ magic comeback, 96-yard drive yeah. at the end of the game to be able to try to tie it up. They were down 17 to nine. Drove down 96 yards after a magical stop. I don't know why the Washington football team didn't just kick a field goal to ice it. I guess they figured Russ might have some magic. But got the touchdown, but couldn't convert the two-point and 
even though we got the first onside kick attempt, uh, there was uh, offsides or yeah. illegal formation, and yeah. then we did not get the yeah. second one. So yeah, I thought I, I thought Seattle were a bit unlucky, obviously, right at the end, having seen the highlights of the last drive. Russell Russell Wilson did a bit of you know did a bit of magic like he does. It just uh, you know the first half was interesting. We talked about this. The game turned on for me one particular play, which was um, the Seahawks had a bit of momentum. Um, Following the Ru interception, yeah, Russell Wilson hit, I believe, Tyler Lockett on a long, on a long pass. 16, play. 17 yard yeah. pass. It and was then, beautiful too. And then, and then the next play, Alex Collins got the ball and and rushed for five or six yards, and then fumbled at the end. Washington, well, the ball got punched out. Oh, it got punched. Well, and you know, for me, that's where the game turned. I think Seahawks had the momentum then, and Washington seemed to, you know, gain a bit of belief back and sort of went on from there. I think overall Washington deserved to win, but um, I think so too. Uh, you know, the Seahawks, yeah, they just um, this isn't the year. No, so the second half they just looked flat. They didn't really turn up. But overall, it was a great experience, and I do have to give a shout out to. Um, the, the concessions, <laughs> our new favorite drink. New favorite drink. It, was, it was a pretty cold night. It, it was around freezing. Concession stands were selling these Bailey's hot chocolate, uh, which is probably my favorite winter drink now. So um, <laughs> that's going to be what I'm going to be making for Christmas. So cheat drinks every night. Che yeah, yeah. Just a couple of comments that I have. Everybody knows I love the Seahawks. Uh, it didn't <laughs> look to me like Russell Wilson's passes had as much zip as they usually do. Um, there were a lot of passes that uh, seemed like they just took way too long for them to be able yeah. to get to the receiver. And it could be because of the angle that we were at. It just looked like they traveled yeah. in a different direction. Yeah, he still looks a bit rusty. Yeah. He still looks... Uh, rusty? Uh, 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 I'm terrible. Yeah, he still doesn't look 100% correct. The running game, it, it just wasn't there. Before the game, both Rashad Penny and Travis Ho Homer were declared out, so we only really had two running backs all day. Uh, DJ Dallas, Alex Collins, and we activated Josh Johnson off of the practice squad, but we really only had those two. And I understand Pete Carroll's fanatization with wanting to establish the run, but when you don't have a running back, like Corral, that you can go to, it's, it just makes it really, really hard. The this whole season I've been complaining about the defense and I still think the defense has been pretty abysmal although they did not play horribly yesterday um, even though it seems like every single play the Washington football team was rushing for about five six seven yards the the thing that just kind of stands out is the lack of playmakers on offense yeah uh, everybody knows Tyler Lockett everybody knows of DK Metcalf and I understand that we've had a lot of injuries but the fact that we don't really have any more wide receivers beyond those two really shows and maybe D Eskridge picks up next year or something like that but we really needed more this year yeah anyway I'm not gonna belabor this <laughs> and we're going to move on so in our league yes we had three teams clinch the playoffs this week uh, shout out to uh, improper Mark. No, no, no. Aww. We're going to shout out to Improper Mark. And then, of course, <laughs> I have to give a shout out to Spencer, of course, also. Yeah, uh, leave the best to last. Leave the best to last. Oh, no, no, no. I think that's all that we're <laughs> going to talk about at this point. Uh, and someone else in the and league. And somebody clinched. else in the league. Uh, Biz also clinched. So, likely, they're going to be doing what they can to solidify their rosters for the postseason. So, there may be some movement in the league. We'll uh, see what's going on. I did see that. Was it uh, Spencer that made a trade with Justin earlier today to be able to try to get another running back or something like that? He did, he did. But how did you do in your matchup? I have oh. now lost four to the worst team in the league, Nick, for the second time this well, season. Well, Nick did the double. Nick did, did the, the double. double. Good now, effort, to be fair, I, that wouldn't have been the case had you not 
uh, wished it last week. So, uh, no, so it's I all your wish fault. It, so I'm very happy that my wish uh, came true. So now, yesterday I thought that I was eliminated, but I went back and I checked, and I'm not mathematically out. I'm still fighting for that six spot because there are a couple of us that lost in the middle. I think it's still technically possible for me to be able to best Andy uh, for that six spot or best Jerry if yeah. everybody's chips fall the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, I'm not completely out of it, so I'm going to try to. But you still can. You yeah. still can get in. Yeah, I um, you know, I had a I had a very good week, although it was tempered by the news of Dalvin Cook's injury. Mm-hmm. But I had a really good week. I we'll mean, get to that. last last week, you know, you you anointed Team Ryan as 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 the one squad with the, with the best squad, and maybe you still feel that way. But I had a convincing win over him by 144 points to 105. So, spurred you know, on, spurred by, on by, my, by trade, yes, exactly. by my trade that I that we had, he had Justin Jefferson and Justin Tucker both did really well for him. Yes, actually, we um, yes. So I accepted a trade from Mark right after the podcast last week. Um, Justin Jefferson and Justin Tucker and I gave Mark uh, Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon and, and Mike Evans, Mike Evans, which didn't work out for me this past week. No. But I still think that they're going to be good down the stretch to try to get me to the playoffs. But it was players. it was a fair it was a fair trade. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they both did well for me. But I, you know, I was really happy with my team going in. I had a really good win against Ryan because you're right. On paper, he has a really good squad, and I thought after th- after some of the Thanksgiving games, I had a sh- ha- I had a shot. Um, and yeah, I had I had a really good week. Um, 100 144 points. So I've now clinched the playoff spot. I'm hoping to solidify one of the buys. Would love to finish top. Um, and speaking of that, you know, I did put forward a, a, a trade for Mark. You did put forward a trade, and I have not <laughs> seen this yet. Yes, I'm going to take a look news, at this people. right now. Breaking news. This is the first time Mark, Mark has seen it. He's going to slam me probably for the rest of the episode. We will see. Um, we will see. Now, I do want to say that my team did get a little bit better because of the injury to Christian McCaffrey. I still held on to Chuba Hubbard, so I do have an additional running back on my team that's pretty good. You're offering... Wow. You're offering to trade. You're offering to give me Christian Kirk and Michael Gallup. I guess the looked over options on two teams. Uh, Though Michael Gallup does have some upside. Uh, But you're asking for Josh Jacobs. Hmm. Yes. That is interesting. Josh Jacobs right now is uh, running back number 24. Christian Kirk is wide receiver 27. And Michael Gallup is wide receiver 106. Well, in fairness, Michael Gallup was injured. So if to you be take fair, it over the was, last two or three weeks, he's, he's been, been fine. He's and been last week good. in last the week, game had, against the Raiders, he was, he was very, very good. good. So I actually am not immediately dismissing this trade idea. I do I'm think glad. that... I do think I have some depth at running back right now. Uh, I do think highly of Melvin Gordon going down the stretch. I do think highly Chuba Hubbard for the last few weeks of the season. I really only need two. I also have Mike Evans, and I have now Jarvis Landry is going to be coming back. I have DJ Moore. Uh, yeah, but the question good. is, is like, do I want to have this many wide receivers as flex options? Next week, I do have a lot of wide receivers on buys, so I do need yeah. to find a replacement so yeah. I don't not play Marquez Callaway. Yeah. So give me your thought process. So my thinking is basically I need a running back. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook is going to be out probably at least two games. Yeah. He's obviously top, top running back. And I'm trying to make a push for, you know, first or second place to get a bye. And I need a running back for this week. And yeah. Chase Edmonds is still on IR, so I think he might be missing another game. He may come back the week after. You know, I loaded up on wide receivers, and obviously trading is a hindsight. With hindsight, 
if I'd known, I probably wouldn't have accepted the trade that we did last week. Even I though it was a Marvin fair Gordon. trade. But... It was a fair trade, but I gave away Marvin Gordon. And now I need someone else. I have Tevin Coleman, but you know I think yeah. I can do better at that spot. And I do have some options in my team in terms of wide receivers that I'm willing to consider to give away, like yeah. Michael Gallup, Christian Kirk. Um, and so that's my thought, pros uh, my thought process behind it. Um, it's an interesting trade idea. I'm probably not going to make a decision on it until maybe tonight or tomorrow. I'm going to let this stew a bit to see how it fits with me, but I think that this is a, a fairly ba balanced trade. It's essentially saying I'm going to trade you Gallup for Jacobs. Well, or sorry, Kirk for Jacobs. And uh, we'll see how Gallup is doing it down the stretch. Now, one of the reasons why Gallup did so well this past week is Amari Cooper, Cooper did gone. not play. Right. And Amari Cooper is not going to be playing this this Thursday as well. The Cowboys right. play this Thursday, right? Yes, yeah, they do. They do. So, Michael, yes. So you're right. So, you you know, Michael Gallup was great on Thanksgiving. He'll probably have a good game again because it's really him and CD Lamb yep. in terms of wide receiver options. Yeah. So, yeah. We mentioned before about Christian McCaffrey. We mentioned before about uh, Dalvin Cook. Those are two pretty, pretty big injuries that are going yep. to affect a lot of fantasy football leagues. Christian McCaffrey is out for the rest of the season. And how long is Dalvin Cook out? Is he down the rest of the season or is it a few weeks? Not yet. The prognosis, it said two games at least. It's a big blow. It's an unfortunate situation for a lot of a lot of teams, but one of the things that that does is it really drives home this concept of how you draft your team for the full season. If you're going to be taking a running back where their play is so important to the team that they're on, but they've had a history of injury, it is important at the end of your draft to fill a roster spot with their handcuff. Yes. I was shocked that Alexander Madison lasted as long as he did in our leagues. I don't even know if he got uh, drafted. I think he did. Uh, but I picked up Chuba Hubbard with like two, three rounds to go in our draft uh, because I expected, hey, CMC is going to be injured at some point this season. And I hate to say this, I was proven right with that pick. Uh, never want to see anybody get injured, but it's one of those things is like he hasn't shown that he's going to be able to keep up the rigors of the game. Well, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is someone that he has a history of injuries. That's, you know... Let, let's call it how it is. He's he's rarely able to stay healthy for yeah. a whole season. Yeah. Um, and you're right. I think Chuba Hubbard's value obviously has gone up. And if he's still there like next year, he might go even higher because, you know, if you can't uh, trust Christian McCaffrey for a whole season, then yeah, it was a great pickup by you. I mean, it was a great but draft pick. By I think me. for for Dalvin Cook, I don't think Dalvin Cook has as much of a history of injuries as say Christian McCaffrey. So I can see why Mattinson may not have been drafted or picked up high, high in a draft. Mm -hmm. But you know, but he's Dalvin played well in, in reserve in previous years though. Right. On the subject of thinking about how you draft towards the future, one of the things that we've been using a little bit is this idea of changing our league structure slightly. And by slightly, I mean massively. I would love to throw out the idea to the rest of our league if anybody is interested in switching the format over to being a dynasty league. Now, if you're not familiar with what a dynasty league is, the idea is at the end of each season, you get to hold on to some number of players on your team to carry over for the following year. This can be anywhere from like four, five, six, seven players on your team, depending on how many teams are in the league and how uh, what you just want the structure and how you want to mix things up. 
if we were to do something like this, my intention would be to throw all the players back into the pool and start from scratch since we didn't draft last year with the idea of that going forward. Um, and we wouldn't do what normal Dynasty Leagues would do, which is the worst team of the previous year gets the first pick, which would be that going forward. We would try to make it as even and as straightforward as possible. Right. <clears throat> but it is one of those things that the draft picks that you pick in a Dynasty League are going to be different. For example, in your first time in a Fantasy League, you may not take Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley first because they've already been in the league for a number of years. Um, maybe if you're in a dynasty league for the long haul, instead of taking a player like Christian McCaffrey, who's in his sixth year, I think, at this point, or something yeah. like that, you may take whoever is going to be the top prospect running back in next year's draft, or you may pick up Najee Harris because he was a rookie this year and may have five, six, seven, eight years down the line, and you just want to hold control of him for yeah. a number of years. Uh, you may not consider taking a Pat Mahomes early, uh, because you're like, you know what, I could take Justin Herbert because he's younger, or I could look to see what quarterbacks in this next draft. Uh, you may want to consider taking somebody like Jamar Chase over Mike Evans. True. Regardless of like how consistent Mike Evans has been, Jamar Chase will be on your roster for a lot longer time. So it's something that's been just brewing in my head for a while, and I've thrown this idea out to you a couple of times. Yeah. What are your thoughts? It's very interesting. I, I think, obviously change can be good I think it certainly gives more strategy to the way people draft in the future that said I think in a way if we don't do it this year so if we throw everyone back into the pool essentially it's just like a new draft yeah with the idea of it going forward but I think in some ways it might be quite nice if we were going to do it to see if the league is up for it and then say okay well if we're going to do say every team can save four players if they want to or five or something seeing if they're up for that and then going from there and actually having it from next year yeah a dynasty league where you know you you can keep up to four players yeah but it's definitely interesting i mean i think the idea of yes it, it gives more um strategy and kind of uh in your in your thinking about okay well what positions do i need am i happy at running back or am i happy at quarterback or am i gonna take take my chances by putting a quarterback who's good into the pool and then trying to get maybe another one like a, a decent rookie or something in order to keep someone else so it's definitely um it's definitely interesting um it also uh, adds a different element of how you play the end of the season because right. if you're completely out of it if you have no chance at making it into the playoffs and like the rest of your season it gives you something to actually work towards that's true you can take a look at your lineup and like well Let's say, for example, me. Yeah. I have Derrick Henry on my team. I likely would be holding on to Derrick Henry for the following year. Yeah. But I might be taking a look at some of the other players that are on my roster. Maybe I'm looking at some of the wide receivers that aren't going to help my team next year, but would help a team that's trying to make a push to the playoffs. And I'd be like, hey, I'll help your team make a playoff now or have good playoff implications now if right. it means you're going to give me a player that's going to help me for two, three, four years or something like that. It sure. changes this dynamic that yes. you always have something that you can be gunning towards. Yes. So, and it also creates a situation where I'm not necessarily sure if you're going to be, like, trying to tank for the rest of the season. Because even if you're... One of the things I would think would be interesting is if your player... If one of your Dynasty players are starting or not on a bye that week, that you must have to play them. So that you're not forcibly tanking to be able to yeah. get the top pick yeah. in next year's draft. It's, defi it's definitely an interesting... Uh, suggestion 
and I think you know we can open open the dialogue with our league and see what people yeah. think um, and and sort of take it from there. But it, but it definitely uh, it definitely sounds like um, an interesting thing to do. If you are a member of this league and you are interested in changing to that dynamic or throwing out your opinion on this matter, please tweet us at Improper Football. Football is spelled F-U-T-B-A-L-L. That is at Improper Football, F-U-T-B-A-L-L. Yeah, for me, it's definitely an intriguing suggestion. Um, and so, yeah, it'd be, it would be great to, to get the views from our league mates and, and see what they think. And, and yeah, we can take it from there. Uh, going into next season. Yeah. Now, we had a couple of games this past week that I do want to talk about. Um, first and it. foremost, Raiders beating the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> yeah. I firmly thought that the Raiders had a chance to be able to beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, they, they looked like they were the type of team that does match up well against them, and especially when you consider that both C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper were out last week. That yeah. certainly made it a bit harder for them to be able to actually do anything. Uh, what were your thoughts and takeaways from that game? That was definitely the best game of the, the three. <laughs> Without um, a doubt. The most competitive. The other <laughs> two were just like, eh, I mean, no, I'm not sure how many people actually bears. watched the first, the first match. I did. It does open I up a, 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 a kind of larger conversation about, you know, the whole tradition of, like, why the Lions are playing on Thanksgiving. But we can chat about that another day. But um, it's because it's tradition. Yeah. You should, I mean, always, but, you should always tradition. Yeah. <laughs> you should always tradition. You should always tradition. Um so my thoughts were that the Raiders played really well. I thought, I mean, the Cowboys, it was a very close game. And it wasn't like the Cowboys got smashed because they didn't. Yeah. They 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 went toe-to-toe with the Raiders and, and the Raiders went toe-to-toe with them, with them. And the Raiders... They are a good team. I mean, they're not out of it yet. What was their record now? Five and five, six and five. Oh, they're six and five, and six Cowboys and five. are seven and four. So right, they're so, fairly so equivalent. They're fair, now. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Raiders still have a chance of making the playoffs. They're a pretty decent oh, yeah, team. They're they've right got, there. they've got, they've got good players. They've got a good quarterback. Um, yes, I think obviously Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb not being there helped the Raiders because they're two excellent wide receivers, and and it opens up the passing game for Dak Prescott. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a great game and it was a it was a close one and the Raiders kind of got the win. So I'm always any time the Cowboys lose, I'm <laughs> ecstatic. So I'm I'm very happy about that. And it and it does annoy because we talked about this because I have Dalton Schultz, and it is the most annoying thing because it's kind of like you half find yourself cheering when they score a touchdown even though you hate it, and that's why. And I and I don't know why I keep I, I keep sort of self sabotaging myself in picking because Dalton Schultz was available on the waiver wire mm. in our league maybe six or seven weeks ago and he has been one of the best tight ends in the game and so I was like I'm going to pick him up and yeah <laughs> but I want them to lose so it's, it's horrible <laughs> so I just can't yeah that's why I want to get rid of Michael Gallup ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, now it's coming out now it's coming out yeah I just want to point out how how similarly these teams played and then how differently they played as well Dak Prescott threw for 375 yards Derek Carr three for three hundred and seventy-three. Wow! Like both quarterbacks threw up close. a lot. Neither quarterback had a particularly high quarterback rating. They're both under eighty. Dak Prescott was under fifty, but they both were moving the ball. Yeah. Now, where it really tells is how successful both teams were at rushing. The Las Vegas Raiders rushed for one hundred and forty-three yards and two touchdowns. Hmm. The Cowboys rushed for sixty-four. Yeah. They could that's... not get the ball no. rolling, and part of that is. 
like Zeke didn't look that good. No, he just no. didn't look that good all day. No, he's someone that he's still he a can top get hot tier. And cold. Yeah, he's still a top tier running back. But I almost feel that. I mean, his his rookie year, he he just tore up the league. I mean, he was so unbelievable. And it almost seems that ever since then, he's actually got progressively sort of worse and worse. Like he's still very good. He's still one of the best running backs in the league. But he doesn't scare teams as much as he used to. Like he he hasn't been as good ever since that rookie year. And, I'm, I'm and, not and sure Tony, if I agree with that. Okay, well, Tony he had, got, he, his first year was certainly his best year. Right. And then he had a down year the following year, but he only played for ten games. True, because he was injured. And the following but, two years, he he had very very good years. Yeah, and then yeah. last year the COVID season wasn't particularly true, good. True. This year. They're trying so, you know, to do okay, a little yeah. bit of splitting with well, Tony Pollard. Well, they are because Tony Pollard is is also really good. I mean, yeah. and and you know, you a lot of people say, well, they should give him the ball more as well, like, or almost have like a two two back system, like some teams do. Yeah. But I I sort of disagree with that. But I think in a way, the reason why Tony Pollard is good is because it's that element of surprise where someone comes in yeah. who you, you're not always expecting, but. Yeah. I think Tony Pollard is going to have a, a great second team that he plays for where he's going to be very, very good. Like the, yeah. Uh, wherever he signs after he eventually becomes a free agent. I, I think the main reason why Zeke has been struggling is because the offensive line has had injuries over the past couple of years. Yeah. There were more games this past week. Holy crap, the Bengals just shellacked the Steelers. Yes. Like, I don't... I, I think this just goes to show, like, how far out Ben Roethlisberger actually is from his heydays. He got hit a bunch of times. His quarterback rating was 28.3. This is not the Ben wow. Roethlisberger of old. No. And Najee Harris only ran for 23 yards. Yes, which um, helped my fantasy result Which a lot. helped your fantasy yeah. result a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals are for real. The Bengals are for real. They are. They're, they're, they're a really good team. Uh, this was arguably the most surprising result. Well, it, it was the most surprising result, I think, of... The whole the weekend. Week. Yeah, uh, you would have expected at least the Steelers. Yeah, to be competitive. They always play this, well, we're the big brother type to ev- to both the Bengals and the Browns, yeah. and we're always just going to beat you every single time, or we're going to always yeah. be there. I mean, we remember the playoff game of the Steelers last year against yeah. the Browns, where the yeah. Browns just, it was up how many scores by oh, halftime? It was like 35 to 0, something, something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. And now you see the, the Bengals are now saying, hey, we're not the, the little brother anymore. We're, yeah. we're here as a real team that's actually threatening. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, yeah, it was stunning to see, uh, you know, Pittsburgh just, it's almost like a a watershed moment, like a, like a turning mm-hmm. point that, that, you know, maybe Mike Tomlin is, Tomlin is, Mike Tomlin is, is now at that point where, he might say, "We need to. We need to change. We need to changing of the guard. We need you to rebuild." Want, you just want all of the old coaches to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about Pete Carroll. Well, maybe change no, no, is no, good. No. Well, maybe Mike Tomlin is gone. Well, maybe change is good. No, no, no. I didn't say that. But I said maybe Mike Tomlin himself is saying we need to break up the team. No, Mike Tomlin. No, definitely. Like I, Mike I don't, Tomlin's I don't one of the think, all-time greats. Uh, yeah, I don't think Mike Tomlin should should leave at all. I think he's great. But you heard it I'm here first. That, Biz wants yeah, Mike Tomlin yes, to, out to, of to, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Out, just gone. No, no, it's just Pete Carroll. I want out of Seattle. But, um, <laughs> but um, uh, yes, I I think that the Steelers need to rebuild for for next year, and that, and that I think they that they definitely need to move on from Big Ben. Um, he he just doesn't have a lot left in the tank. He's not the Big Ben of old, as you as you say. Yeah. Um, there's still flashes there, but you know, that, but they do have. He's still a big guy with the. 
decent. Right, but they do have, you know, <coughs> places in, pe- uh, they do have pieces in place, and they have sort of building blocks for the future. Obviously, Najee Harris has done a really good job as a rookie. Yeah. They still have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster. They right. have good receivers. So th- there are pieces there that, you know, um, I just and, think... And TJ Watt being on their defense and locked well, up for course, the near future yeah. is... is yeah. it, that's fantastic for the yeah. for the future. Although TJ Watt is out this week, yes, uh, so that doesn't play well to the Steelers' chances for postseason yes. possibilities. But that was, a, I mean, as you say, the Bengals, the Bengals are for real. They're a, they're a good team. They um they just seem to be made they're of the right stuff. They're gelling. They're, right yeah, now. they just seem to be. You know, they're, they're not the pushover that they used to be anymore. Um, yeah. So Joe yeah. Burrow did not have his greatest game. But he only threw for one interception. He's got 22 touchdowns so far this right. season. Yeah. Uh, he's thrown a lot of picks this season so far, but again, he really didn't have much of a rookie season because of the injury that he had. Yeah. I, I think the Bengals have a lot of everything going right. And the last game I wanted to talk about this week, uh, another blowout victory, and yeah. one that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, the Patriots destroying the Tennessee Titans. Now, again, the Tennessee Titans have had a lot of injuries. Uh, I think A.G. Brown is officially on the shelf uh, because of his injury. And I think that the fact that they don't have Derrick Henry potentially until the final week of the season. Yeah. It's, they're going to get a playoff spot. Yes. They're 8-4 they're and four right now, and they will. the Tennessee Titans will likely be there in the playoffs. Yes. The New England Patriots, everybody's talking about right now how the New England Patriots are clearly the best team in the AFC. I'm not sure if I'm willing to believe that right now, but it's easy to be able to make that assessment because of what teams are doing well in the AFC. Yeah. Um, go ahead and pull up the standings here. If you take a look at the teams that are in the AFC, right now there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If you look at the AFC, there are six teams with four or less losses, four or fewer losses. Ravens, Patriots, Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. I think right now a lot of people would put the Patriots as being better than the Bills, just because of the way that we've seen the Bills play over the past month and a half or so. Um, The Ravens are a hard team to assess because they're really, really up, but they're really, really down. The Chiefs have had that same type of feel all season. You don't know about them. The Bengals feel like they're a surging team. Yeah. Uh, where they may be able to surprise people. I want to say that while the, the, the Chiefs have been up and down, they are on a four-game winning streak. But do yes. you know who's more impressive than that? The Patriots are on a six-game winning streak. Yeah. The Patriots are on a six-game winning streak and have the highest point differential in the league. They've only given up 190 points, and they've scored 336 points. Their point differential, or their, their points for, they are the second-highest scoring offense in the AFC. Whereas their defense is the second lowest points given up. There's still a lot of football to play. Yeah. There's still a lot of football to play. But if you get Bill, Bill Belichick a good scoring defense, that is hard to get out of. Yeah. Well, that's his calling card, isn't it? A defense. And, and he... We talked about this a little bit before. Last year was just a, a rebuild. The, the Cam Newton experiment just didn't really work on the season. It was, worth it. It was, it was worth, worth it. it. But they... They, they get Mac Jones, who's who's done a really good job. He's obviously kind of Bill Belichick's guy, and he's kind of mm-hmm. the quarterback of the future. I, I'm I'm surprised he's how not good. making any mistakes, and no. he's not really putting the no. team on his back. Yeah, and I I'm I'm surprised how good the Patriots have looked over the last six weeks. 
yeah, it's been. I mean, to win six six in a row is is great. They currently are, I believe, the second seed. They're currently Baltimore, the second team. Because Baltimore is number one. The but Baltimore me, also uh, they had had their bye. Yeah. yeah, they play one fewer yeah. game so far. Um, uh, the interesting thing to me is looking at the the standings in the AFC. There isn't really a standout team. No. There, there's there's you you mentioned it. You know, you've got the Ravens, the Patriots, the Bills. Uh, the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are on a four-game winning streak. But there's no team there that you, you'd say they're, they're that a lock. Team. Yeah, that team, they're yeah. the best team in the AFC. Everyone's got to go through them. Like, you can see any of those four or five teams winning. And then, you know, Tennessee may get Derrick Henry back. Um, obviously, the Chargers are kind of, I think, seventh or something at the moment. They have the ability to hang a lot of points on anyone. Um, yeah. So, it's interesting to me. But, but yeah, I mean, the Patriots... You know, smashing the Titans—that, that—that was kind of a statement win um, to win by, you know, over twenty. It, it's a statement win in the sense that the Titans have a good record. They do. But there are a lot of these games that we're seeing where we're like, man, that was a great win. And then you look at the team they beat. They're like, yeah, but that team has a lot of problems too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, were the Titans really a statement win when they are without AJ Brown and they're without Derrick Henry? I mean, it is for right now, based off of the teams that are in right. front of you. That's fair enough. But are the Titans an eight and three team if this is their roster the whole season? Now, injuries right. always play a part. We yeah. don't know what this team is truly going to be if everybody's going to be yeah. healthy. But think about this roster from the Patriots. Mac Jones, okay, rookie. Maybe he's going to be something good in a, in a couple of years. But yeah. right now, he is good. Yeah. Um, Ramondre Stevenson and is it Damian Harris? None of those are like top tier running backs in the NFL. No, I'd say no. A lot of people were really, really on Ramondre Stevenson. Were like, oh, let me pick this guy up. Oh, yeah. they're running back. Like, but this is kind of what Bill Belichick does. The he... receiving court: Jacoby Myers, Kendrick right. Bourne, yeah. Bolden, Jonu Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter yeah. Henry. Like all these guys are like, okay, I'm gonna catch like four or five, three catches yeah. in the entire game. None of them are players that you're like rushing out to be able to get fantasy. But if you remember the players they had at the beginning of the Belichick era, yeah. it was, okay, we'll just kind of have everybody do their jobs right. above average. Yeah. Well, you, you said, I was just going to say, this is what Bill, but that's it's what he does. That's what he does. He gets people that, I say, a bunch of no names to a certain extent. I would call and them even, no names, but they're not, no they're names, not but headliners. They're not head, right. They're good players and he coaches them up or that it's all about, like you say, doing your job knowing going out there Next and executing and uh, you know even when they had Tom Brady it was Tom Brady and everyone else mm -hmm. like apart from those years with Randy Moss there were very few stars on on their teams even mm -hmm. Most when of them they were, were amazing yes exactly so yeah that's that's exactly that, that's Bill Belichick that's what he does I um, think the entire NFL fan base collective breathed a sigh of remorse when they realized Oh no, it's it's a traditional Patriots team. Yeah. Like yeah. haven't we suffered enough over the past 20 yes. years? Well, you know, just putting it out there, do do you, do you, could you see a Patriots Tampa Bay Super Bowl? <laughs> I could. I could easily that, see well, that being that an option. Be, that I'm not going to put my money on that no, right now because I would probably venture to guess that the Packers look like a more complete team right now. Yes. But yeah. I think I keep bouncing back and but forth between a, who my best NFC team you is. Could, you could maybe week. see it. You could see it. I could. Yeah. All right. So that's what we've got for the NFL to talk about, like, the games that really, really stood out to us. But oh, did you want to talk about Packers-Rams? Not really. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, actually, I do want some, to say something about Packers-Rams. Um, just a little bit. Packers beat the Rams uh, in, a, in a fairly, fairly good game for the Packers. Uh, but one thing that really stood out to me is uh, apparently Devontae Adams is not particularly happy that Odell Beckham picked the Rams over the Packers. And when OBJ reached out to Devontae and said, hey, can I get a jersey swap for you? Devontae Adams shut him down. Oh, really? And well, said, no, nah, if you want, you, you can go ahead and get Cooper Cup's jersey. That's what you wanted anyway, isn't it? Oh, wow. Oh, man, that bitter. That's, that, that's... I'm kind of hoping that the two teams play each other in the playoffs just to be able to see if there's like any type of like ticky-tack type of stuff from both teams. Yeah. Well, to me, the story was more about, you know, the, the Rams just seem to be... I wouldn't say free falling a little bit, but but you know that again. It was like the I first mean, they've few lost games. Three in a row. Yeah, I mean that they are the first few games. The Matthew Stafford experiment was going really really well, and now all of a sudden it's sort of come back down to earth a little bit. Um, and so you know, are, are the Rams as good as kind of we thought they were going to be, or? Or not? I don't think anyone's surprised. I mean, I picked Green Bay to win in Pickham's. We can chat about that a little bit later. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think the Rams have the Rams have certainly gone all in in terms of winning now. Obviously, oh yeah, they don't have they a got choice OBJ, now. They've got OBJ, Von Miller, um, you know, and that that team they're is they're going to have like that team seventeen years in a row without a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, that team is star studded, um, and it does make you. It does make you think, you know. Yeah, if they don't, if they don't win this year, I will say, this is the are, opposite of a Bill Belichick. Yes, game. and I will say they are capable of winning the Super Bowl this year. They and, are. In, on paper, they are very, very good. Um, but, and, and I think they, they will be. Huge. That was that was big. And I and I think I mean, you know, they they will be in the playoffs. I I, I think, but I think so too. But and, and but once I could you're see there, them any once you're there, it's any you know. Anyone's game, anyone's but, game, but but yeah, they they have been in free fall a little bit over the last, you know, lost lost three in a row. So yeah, yeah. we have a couple of other bits of news from the sports world that we uh, wanted to at least bring yeah. up. Some huge shakeups in college football. Yeah, Lincoln Riley bolting from Oklahoma as fast as he can, like <laughs> as fast as he possibly he's can already, to be able to get he's to already USC. Sunny California. I mean, this might be the biggest sports news of the entire week, based off of all of that. Um, Apparently, his package that they uh, that they offered him included the use of a private jet for his family. Now, oh, yeah, my no, reaction I when I saw that, that is like, wow, you really want to leave Oklahoma to L.A. where you have to fight L.A. traffic? And then I realized, wait, they're giving him a private jet. Is he going to take the jet to from and from Oklahoma, work every from day? Oklahoma to no, 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 from his home that he's going to have. In, so, so they're buying his properties in Oklahoma as part of the deal, and they're buying a home for him in L.A.? for him to be able to have, but I'm thinking, are they going to install a runway in his home so that he just gets to take the plane <laughs> to and from jet. Earth? I mean, like... <laughs> to and from Earth, uh, yes. <laughs> takes his plane to and from work every single day? Yes. Like, that's the way to beat traffic. <laughs> I mean, well, you, you I mean, that was a bombshell when it dropped uh, yeah. because, you know, USC hasn't... They've been a sleeping giant, as people have said, for the last, like, 10 years. I haven't been... Yeah. As good as they were when Pete pretty Carroll much as was there. It, like, as soon as Pete Carroll left, as soon so. as you left, and pretty much since Matt Barkley, they've been in free ball the yeah. entire time. Um, but that's the thing with I've noticed about college football that you, you you know you get these blue blood programs, but actually 
you're sort of only as good as you are like USC people can say well they're a big program but they haven't been a big program for the last 10 years yeah. now you get this massive kind of you know signing that sort of shakes up the college football world um, I think Lincoln Riley will do a good job there I mean it's a hotbed of kind of recruiting yeah. and it's a chance for him to build rebuild USC into a national powerhouse one other thing that's interesting and we talked about this very very briefly yesterday it's interesting to note that so many teams are leaving the Big 12 and they're going to the SEC. Yeah. And Oklahoma's one of those teams, right? Yes. Oklahoma is going to the SEC, yeah. I think either from next year or the year after. Yeah. So it's good. Down the road, Oklahoma's going to be competing yearly along the likes of LSU, uh, where another person we're going to talk about is going. Yes. Um, Alabama. Alabama, well, Georgia, Georgia just, Auburn, yeah. Clemson, all of these huge powerhouse teams from the past decade or so because they're all in the SEC. Yeah. He's going to be going from that environment to the Pac-10. Yeah. And from there, he's going to be in a situation where there's really only like one or two teams every single year that really rise to the crop. Uh, Washington was a big one for the past couple of years or so. Oregon frequently is up yeah. in that area. He gets the opportunity to lift USC back up into that national prominence. Yeah. Uh, and compete in, dare I say, a weaker conference to be yeah. able to keep his team going well, into the yeah, college football yeah. playoff. And, and I think there is a lot of strategy involved, like you say, like, I'm sure, I mean, obviously he said that played no part in my decision. I'm sure obviously money did as well. But yeah. I do think there's an element that he's like, well, yeah, we're going to go to the SEC. Why would I want to be competing with them all the time? But the thing is... Yeah, he gets if, to compete it, against them at the end of every season anyway. Right, and if, you, if you're if you at an outside conference looking in, it, it's easier to kind of build your, your program through that. And then the Pac-12 may have a chance of getting in the playoff, yeah. which they haven't so far. So it's definitely a good good move for USC, um, but obviously there's another massive college appointment that happened as well the day after, which was um, Brian Kelly going from mm -hmm. Notre Dame to LSU. Um, I was not shying away from the SEC concept, no, just no, jumping right into no, it. No, I mean I was I was very surprised about that because I thought he would stay there. For, he would stay at Notre Dame for a really long time. Um, and very few people leave that to go and take another job, uh, just like Oklahoma, because I think they were saying that Lincoln Riley's the first Oklahoma coach to move to another university mm -hmm. in like over 50 years or something. But again, I think sometimes with these coaches in college football, he'd been there for 10, 11 years. You know, why, why not? Why not see if you can build another program and, and well, not build another program. I mean, LSU is a powerhouse, but, you know, since they won the title, LSU hasn't done much over the last couple of years, and and, and you know, so is it is it a bigger job than Notre Dame? I don't know. I mean, you, you maybe it's a different job. job. It's a di it's a different. It's job. a different it's, job. It's probably a lateral move overall, but like you could but argue he, that LSU is a bigger bigger job in terms of the because in the SEC, like it, it's the, the the south of the US is just you can argue that he's going to have more high profile sport. games right, every right. single season yes. now. Yeah. And yeah. that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, you also brought up one more story uh, that happened just this morning where um, Tiger Woods gave a press con conference today. Where yeah. Yeah. Stated he was lucky to be alive and still lucky to have his leg. Um, unlikely to be in any kind of competition for another major. So it is likely we have seen the very, very end of the Tiger Woods era. Uh, we've seen it like trickling down the past couple of years. He got another major relatively recently within yeah. the past five, six years or so. Yeah. Um, but his pursuit of the all-time majors goal is effectively over. 
Oh, that's a. I mean, that's that's an interesting statement. I I do, I do agree that the pursuit of the all-time record may be gone. His pursuit. His his pursuit of the all-time record may be gone. I, I think golf golf is one of those sports that we see we see all the time. There there are lots of randoms that win major tournaments. It happens every year, and 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 Tiger Woods certainly isn't a random, but. Could he could he get hot in one major? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, he if he physically he, can do that, right? Which I mean, was he, one of his problems for the previous yes. decade. His his back was a problem. Yeah, I mean it's it's just could seemingly swing in a club again. And he said that he knows he's not going to be the player anymore. I mean, when yeah. when you say you're lucky to be alive, that's the main that's the main thing. Um, and I'm sure he's, he you know he's thankful for for not no you know serious serious injuries like that he's still able to play golf so yeah. but you know it will be interesting to see him compete when he does get finally get back on the tour maybe he has one more major in him but but who knows so we're getting to the end of the episode and that means that it's time to talk about what's coming up this next week yes uh, we have our matchups there's only two weeks left in our league yes. so people jockeying for those buys and in my case jockeying to just be in the playoffs and I'm playing against a team that I need to be because Andy is another one of those teams that is trying to get into the playoffs. He is six and six. I am five and seven. I need to beat him. I need to win the next two weeks, essentially, to be able to make sure that I can get in position to be able to get that sixth spot. Uh, it's going to be an uphill climb for me because just having a 500 record and getting into the playoffs is going to be hard. But I think I've got a better chance than not. Um, he's got a couple of players he needs to replace on his team. He doesn't have DeAndre Swift this week, it looks like. Uh, Devontae Adams is on a bye. Darren Waller doesn't look like he's going to be playing this week. He does have a couple of running backs on his bench. He has the ability to be able to play James Conner. Yeah. Uh, who back. looks he's like he's going to be a pretty good option yeah. there. And actually, he has the ability to move Ty Johnson, who's currently in his flex, and I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> has the ability to be able to move Ty jo Johnson out of there and move a flex position into that spot. Yeah. But the big thing that's a problem for him is he's got four quarterbacks on his team, but he doesn't have another wide receiver to be able to replace Devontae Adams. So you are likely going to see him try to maneuver the waiver wire or try to make a trade. Yes. Uh, he's going to have to do something right now. To get. Right now I'm a heavy favorite. I have already made some adjustments, uh, but this is pre-trade with Biz if I do make a trade. I currently have a projection of beating him by about 30 points or so. And the first time that we played, which was in week two, I beat him by 44. Wow. So, that, go, that week two, oh, 158. Man, <laughs> the golden days the golden, of when my team was good. The golden age, yeah. Uh, back yeah. when I was actually you winning You had Derek, games. Derek Henry scoring 100 points a game. And <laughs> what? Wasn't that like the golden See, era of this season? It was. It seems like such a long time ago. Just see... You know, doesn't it? It seems for all like... of you listening to the podcast right now. If you <laughs> yeah. want to listen to like the golden era, go back. Uh, just go back to like week one, yeah. two, or three. Not week one, actually. No, no, no. don't watch week <laughs> one. Listen to week two, three, four, and just that's when the good times were. Um, I do believe I've got the advantage this week, but I said that last week about my matchup with Nick, and then I got, for lack of a better term, ranched. Uh, I, I will likely be doing some wheeling and dealing of some sort this week. But I think I've got a pretty, pretty good spot against him, and I'm probably going to upgrade a position or two. Yeah, 
Well, certainly your heavy favourite. So um, yeah, so far he he has so far he's got, he's got to make some moves. So, but yeah, I mean you're still in with the shout of making six. So, but you need a win this week. Yeah, you need a win this week. So for me, I am playing our dear friend Ned. Good Too many Ned. cooks. Last Currently, time you played, you only beat him by five points. I did, and that was one of my v- very close wins. Um, I am currently projected to beat him by about 15 points or so. But he also hasn't but, played a, put a defense correct. or a kicker in. So he still needs to make some moves. He's got... Um, He's likely also going to swap Sterling Shepard. Exactly. He, need, he needs to put defense well. in. He needs, you know, maybe get a kicker in there too. So you're, um, and you need so, to replace Dalvin I need, Cook. I need to, need to replace Dalvin Cook, so I need to make a move too. So it's going to be interesting. Ultimately, it looks like your teams are actually fairly evenly projected yes. based off of what we think yes. the moves are going so, to be. So it's going to be an interesting interesting game and I hope I can get another win, solidify my place at the top. When, solidify yes, your, my, yes, your false my your, your, your my, false my, my, false, my, <laughs> my, my false position is that your right? Your false position. So wait, I love how you're saying to me my false position. When yeah, yeah, the rifle Spencer. Spencer's the rifle champion. Yeah, Spencer's the, the rifle champion yep. winning winning by 0.1 every week. I would yeah. say that, Good yeah, and I Spence. think that everybody listening would agree with that as well. <laughs> Uh, if, if you agree with me, go a ahead wins and a win. send us a, a, message, a, win. a tweet on Twitter uh, at Improper Football, yes, F-U-T-B-A-L-L. I, I, I would uh, actually King like Spencer. to, you know, just Spencer texted me uh, and said, oh, there's a three-way top at, um, a three-way tie at the top. I just want to confirm with Spencer, actually, no, there isn't, because uh, I am actually top. I am actually first, even though our record's the same, but I... I am actually number one in the league, so I just I just wanted to make that clear to anyone that's listening. So. I see, I see. Well, I think that's going to be interesting. Let me see what there are any other interesting matchups this week. There are three of us at nine and three at the top, yeah. just to let people know of our records as well. So there is one really, really fascinating matchup in our in our league. Oh yes. Jockeying, so, jockeying for playoff spots. Jockeying for playoff spots. There will like there will not be a three-way tie for first place at the end of next week because Spencer and Improper Mark are playing each other. Oh, I'm, nine I'm, and I'm three toyed. versus I'm, nine and I'm three. I'm not You're sure who toyed? I want to win. Can you? Can, can, can we? If if it's close, can we just say it's a tie? So if it's within one, if it's within one point, no. Can can we change it as league commissioners? Absolutely. Can we just not. say it's a tie? No. As my prediction here's my prediction even though I've got no idea my prediction is somehow somehow Spencer is gonna is gonna pull out a win by 0.02 that's my prediction currently it looks like um, based off of the teams that I see here uh, Mark hasn't put in a defense that's playing Spencer hasn't put in a kicker that's playing and he also just got Elijah Mitchell and he just got Elijah Mitchell so he's going to be upgrading Saquon in that spot I think uh, or he's going to be moving around his wide receivers to be able to uh, free up that flex spot honestly um, last time they played Spencer beat Mark by about 40 some odd points Although improper Mark is riding the Alexander Madison wave right now, so it's entirely he is, possible. He is. And he he has C D Lamb in his lineup. I C D Lamb might be playing this week, I'm not he sure. He might be. You know what? I love you, Spencer, but us Marks gonna stick together. So <laughs> since us Marks have to stick together, I'm I'm gonna be uh, pulling for Mark in this one. And it's entirely likely that at the end of this week, uh, Mark is gonna be in sole possession of first place. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. 
that's the big matchup this that's week. That's the big matchup this week. And with that, it's time for us to talk about the last thing. Uh, <laughs> truly, truly the last truly thing. Truly the last thing. Because there's not really much else to talk about uh, in our pickums. Uh, I don't know how this keeps happening, but I'm just <laughs> absolutely horrible. Um, once again, Please, Biz won uh, picking the Packers over the Rams. And, yeah, and he picked a hard match to be able to pick to win as well. He picked I did? Uh, Packers over Rams. Well, yeah, but the Rams aren't. It's not like they're like the Lions or the Jets. No, no you picked a hard one is what I'm saying. Oh, like yes, you actually yes, went out on a limb. You, you used your Packers pick to be able to say, you yes. know what, I'm not saving them in a cup yeah, yes, match. In a, you yeah, used yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. picked the Jaguars to beat the Falcons, and the Falcons just whooped up on the Jaguars. So... Um, I am not mathematically eliminated from survival pickums for the year. Uh, we still have, it looks like, uh, six total weeks left. For so us just to remind me, what, what, how, how much am I ahead now? What's the score? 8-4? Eight, 8-4 four? Eight, four is uh, uh, where we are uh, right now. And there's still six weeks left, so you could still go on a... Uh, a losing streak. A, a stink streak. Yeah. Uh, by, all, by all of that. Yeah. But it's time for us to go ahead and pick our teams for the week. Yes. And why don't you go ahead and go first, since I went first the last two weeks. Okay. I have picked the Bills. Because a Monday night game, Bills-New Bills, Bills New England, that'll be a very good game. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. I also see Baltimore's playing Pittsburgh. That'll be a good game, too. Because yeah. that is a game that I could see Pittsburgh bouncing back, because yeah. it's another rivalry game. So, I have picked Arizona. I am... So there's two games that, that, oh no, I have picked the Rams. Okay, here is what I'm going to do. Um, seeing we just went to see them last night, mm-hmm. I am going to pick, Washington is going to Las Vegas, and I'm going to pick the Las Vegas Raiders to beat, to beat Washington, because I feel Las Vegas had a good win last week, Thanksgiving. Um, you know, Washington's sort of going cross-country, cross, cross country. Um, I think I just think Las Vegas has too many, too many weapons. Do you think uh, Las Vegas is a contender this year or a pretender? Pretender. I, don't, I I think they might get in the playoffs, but no, I don't think they're a contender. I, there's something about them. I just I don't. I, I can't. There's too many other teams. Like, is like, it their quarterback? Is it Derek Carr? No, I I think Derek Carr is good. I, I'd say he's very good, but I just I don't. But think is he he's himself a quarterback echelon. for a contender, or is he a quarterback for a pretender? So he reminds me a little bit of Matthew Stafford. Okay. That I think Matthew Stafford is a very good quarterback. He did, he was very good at, in Detroit, and he, he's mm-hmm. been very good for the Rams. And yeah. people were saying, you know, this is what's going to put them over the edge. That remains to be seen. Yep. I think he's definitely an, he obviously is an upgrade over Jared Goff. I would but I that. see Derek Carr like that. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, but I think maybe he needs to go somewhere where there are more pieces in place or where they have a bit more talent mm-hmm. um, but so that's my pick that's my pick for the week on to you for my pick for the week I'm going to show that I'm an angry old bitter man and I'm not a fan of the Jaguars anymore because they let me down <laughs> in a in a, in a toss up in a, a wow the Jags just yeah. lost their one fan they lost their <laughs> one fan of the year so I'm going to pick a team that I'm not a particularly big fan of but they're going to crush this week uh, I'm using my Rams pick this week to bounce back after their loss against the Packers, and they're yeah, just going to destroy the Jacksonville Jaguars. That, that, that was obviously a game that I think stands out. I mean, another yeah. one is Colts at Houston. I could see. But, yeah, I could see know. that too. I, I, yeah. We both already use Colts, but I just see Seattle's playing San Francisco this week too. I debated using that pick, but 
I'm going to hold off on that for a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I do think that Seattle has a good chance to be able to beat San Francisco this week because I, I do think that they're capable of the bounce back right now. Yeah. Um, and I do, do think that with the exception of Elijah Mitchell, uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers have just not looked particularly great over the past few weeks or so, even though they haven't played terribly. I just personally haven't been that impressed with them over the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, they are currently on a 1-2-3 game winning streak against the Vikings, Jaguars, and Rams, and everybody remembers that Rams game that they won. Uh, but we're now seeing yes. the Rams looking more like pretenders. We're seeing the Jaguars being pretty not great, and then the Vikings. Yeah. You know, to recap, uh, Biz is picking the Raiders, uh, hoping to be able to go to nine points, and I'm picking the Rams, hoping to go to five points. And with that, uh, Biz, uh, my flight is empty, and you are reaching the end of your reaching glass. Reaching the end of my, my beer, yeah. Um, Any last call-outs, shout-outs? Nah. Um, Friday Night Punks. Yeah, Friday if you're interested punks. in NFTs and you want to check out some interesting, uh, interesting football-related NFTs, check out Friday Night Punks. Uh, shout out to Jerry once again, and uh, I would like to shout out the Deep South mediocres of our of our league, Nick Filson, who was formerly in last place, mm-hmm. but because of his win last mm-hmm. week, he is now not in last place. But I'm, I'm so proud of you because you did the double over over my esteemed co-host. So I'm so so. Here's a shout out to you. My shout out to the out, fa- shout out to the fact that you, Nick. Have beaten me twice. We'd love those are your only wins this year. You see, those are your only wins this year. Yes, yeah. Quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. Um, I would also like to say, and I, my family will will uh, not like me for doing this um, in Ohio, but I am going to shout out Michigan for finally, finally getting a win over the Buckeyes. Since I've been in this country, it's basically been one-way traffic. and you know they deserve to have their day in in the sun and bask in the glory but it will be different next year so from a seahawks fan perspective looking at that it's it's a lot more fun to play your rival when your rivals actually has competitive in your yeah. matchups and actually yeah. is a legit chance to be able to win year in and year out yeah uh, i remember those awesome matchups between the 49ers and the seahawks at the yeah. early part of last decade yeah. it wasn't that fun yeah to they were watch. great they were great uh, they but were, it just yeah. wasn't as much fun when they you watch those games you know it's like yeah the seahawks are yeah. just gonna win those yeah so Seeing Michigan actually beat Ohio State, I think, lays the groundwork for some fun matchups in the next few years. Yeah, I agree. And with that, I think that's where we're going to end. Take care, y'all, and uh, have a great week. Cheers. Cheers.